I kept thinking there's something broken in marketing. And I realized, you know what? I can't do this anymore the way we were taught to do it. Either I have to give up or something needs to change. And so one night when I couldn't sleep, this term, the gentle business revolution came to me. And then I realized that's exactly what we need. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. I have an amazing woman joining me today where we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, of course, is the area of sales, but not the traditional kind of sales, really what is the sales we see in the future. This woman has coined the term the humane and gentle business revolution that we're living through right now. And she is the author of the book Selling Like We're Human, which is what we're going to be covering today, as well as another book that's been in its second revision called Marketing Like We're Human. So I am bringing to you Sarah Santa Croce, who's going to be here to talk more about what does it mean to sell in the modern times? What are the things that don't work anymore? The things that we really need to leave into the past and where we want to move forward in the world of sales. It's a message that's very close to my heart as well. And I'm excited to bring her here to share with all of you how we can actually bring the humanity back into the sales process and be very effective at promoting the impact we want to make in the process. And so it's with my great pleasure that I bring Sarah on the show. Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I'm just delighted to have this conversation with you. Well, I have to share something we were talking about just before we hit that record button, which was we're seeing a movement. It's almost like the universe is trying to birth this new way of selling towards multiple, call it vessels, people that are riding into this space that are pushing this agenda forward. So I'd love to hear a bit about what your story was that brought you into a place of speaking about this whole idea of selling like we're human. Yeah, thank you for prompting that. It's quite the story, actually, because I don't come from a selling background. I've never been in sales. I'm actually in marketing. And so what happened over the years, I talked a bit about my past life in LinkedIn, because I've basically built an online consulting business, helping clients and companies with improving their LinkedIn presence. And that business started out in 2008. And as we know, that was kind of the big boom of the online marketing presence and social media and all of that. And so I was really kind of born into that age where we all had online businesses and the bigger, the better and use all the webinars and marketing strategies to grow and scale a business until eventually. And I think it was kind of a gradual thing, but then it really happened with a boom a few years ago. But over time, every year, I felt like, what am I doing? Is this really in integrity, the way I'm building a business. And I kept thinking there's something broken in marketing, but I also felt very alone in thinking that. And so I actually first thought, well, there must be something wrong with me if I'm feeling that. It's just, that's the way business works. And this is how it seems if you want to run a successful business. And so a few years ago, you mentioned this in the intro, I had this epiphany, if you want, of this term, the gentle business revolution. I was sitting on a therapist's chair, going through some therapy myself, kind of trying to heal whatever was broken inside me or what I felt like was broken. And I realized, 
you know what, I can't do this anymore the way we were taught to do it. And either I have to give up or something needs to change. And so one night when I couldn't sleep, this term, the gentle business revolution came to me. And then I realized that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what this world full of anxiety needs. And then the rest is history. I went into a whole conversation about marketing with my clients and finding out, well, what is really wrong with marketing? And from there, the book was born. And then as funny, because in marketing, we have this saying that goes, sell them what they want and then give them what they need. And I thought, and it's so funny that this happens to the best marketers as well. I thought what my clients wanted, help with marketing. Turns out after the book was out, Marketing Like We're Human, I found that they kept confusing marketing and selling because there is a fine line, Jason, right? It's like, well, where does one end and where does the other one begin? And so my clients kept telling me, how do we sell? You know, marketing is one thing, but what we really want is selling. And eventually they convinced me or they kind of gently asked me, well, couldn't you write a book about selling? And so I had to really go deep and think, wow, you know, never in a million years did I think I could write a book about selling and had to give myself permission to do it differently, to come up with a complete different approach to selling, kind of like what you're all about as well. I love that this happened. And it's interesting because even in what I put together, I really much interchanged the terms selling and marketing because I feel like it all takes it through a journey. And oftentimes I've seen that we kind of choose the marketing path because we feel like it's going to avoid the anxiety that we'll actually eventually need to sell in the end. And that's where like the rubber meets the road and we, we get a bit of that frustration. But before we get into that, I wanted to maybe dig a little more about those reasons that felt disaligned. I want to see if there's anybody else who would maybe relate to the pains that you were feeling on the way you saw sales and marketing being done. Can you give us some examples of things that you were told to do and just didn't seem like it was very human? Yeah, so many different concepts. And the funny thing is that a lot of the guru marketers or salespeople out there, they always told us that these things are based in human psychology. And so, you know, use these tricks or hacks because they work, because they're based in human psychology. So, for example, this idea of urgency, right? Use urgency because it's human to realize that there is a need if there's, you know, something is running out or there's only this many examples left and you need to act in urgency. While there's nothing wrong with that concept, and it's true, I think it's the way we have been sold on this idea on how to use it that is broken. So meaning that we are pushing the wrong buttons and we're pushing these pain buttons in people. And that's where this anxiety for me came from when I had these conversations with clients. It's like, well, I'm receiving these emails and, you know, offers and all of that. And every time I look at them, I feel like a failure. I feel like less of a human being. I feel like I'm not worthy. I'm never good enough, smart enough, successful enough. A very concrete example is the six-figure or seven-figure headlines. I kind of got an allergy. I developed an allergy to them. It's like so many marketers and, yeah, entrepreneurs have started to use those six- and seven-figure business headlines because 
that's kind of like this idea of success that, you know, if you are in this online marketing world, then if you have reached a six or seven figures, then you are a successful business. And so a lot of marketers use them to show you know, if you're not there yet, well, you definitely need my product because, or my program, because I can help you get there. And so if you're not there and you're receiving that, you feel like a failure. You feel like, oh, I guess I'm not part of the, you know, in club because I'm not there. So that's an example of using kind of shame and manipulation to get people to buy. Essentially, Jason, it's really about I think this capitalistic approach to always sell more and not actually having the client's best in our minds. And really what I talk about in the Selling Like We're Human book is, is we want to both sleep well at night. And that's a way to sell where it feels like we're integrity. And I haven't seen a lot of that in the marketing and selling online world. I totally agree with you there. And I can only think of examples of some of my own clients that I remember was working. It was a beauty clinic where the majority of the industry, would they say, women walk into the beauty clinic and they're like, yeah, you need to do this work or your husband's going to leave you. Or how are you going to attract a partner if you don't do this? But I'm seeing like, I was talking to this client I have. She was like, I don't want to do that. I want to do it from a place where like everybody feels beautiful. And so there's almost this inherent fear of saying like, hey, if everybody's doing this, this must be the only way that works. Any other way must not work. So I kind of want to preload your next question, which is when you talk about selling like we're human, are we talking about making a sacrifice in the performance of our sales or is actually unlocking something? That's a beautiful question. And I really think, and you and I, we know this deep inside, it's the only way forward. It really is the only way forward where Maybe the pushy sales has worked in the past. And even there, I would put a huge question mark next to it because what I noticed in my conversations with these people who have built sustainable businesses on these beautiful approaches to sales, it's always a long-term business approach where the pushy and manipulative selling is a short-term business approach. It's like, yeah, you can probably make more money telling women they're going to lose their husbands because you're pushing that fear button and you get a quick sale. But long-term, this is not sustainable. That's one. And then two, we cannot not talk about the elephant in the room, which is the pandemic that has changed everybody's values. And I always say that there's a huge gap in how the conscious client and customer feels and thinks and how we as marketers and salespeople actually talk to them. I feel that a lot of marketers and salespeople, they treat me as if I was stupid. They treat me as if I just discovered the internet and I just, you know, kind of like fell from the sky. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that this is just a manipulative strategy. So I think we've come a long way in this online world where we all see through the BS and we know this is real. I can trust this person or I can't. We're detecting this stuff so much more. And it's like, oh, a free webinar. And you know, they're just going to talk about a story for a long time and then pitch you a product. But I'm seeing that there's a gap 
between the people who are embracing this new gentle revolution, humane revolution. And I'm seeing people that are holding on to the past. And I want to give another example. I signed up to, I won't say any names, but call it an old school internet marketing guru. And I received something like 10 emails from the moment I sign up and all of them with the headlines that look like a, it would terrify any designer because of the bold text and just trying to get my attention that it just immediately made me lose all my attention. And it's just similar to what we're seeing. The great resignation is just a lot of people are fed up working in companies that don't have that integrity, just like the buyers seem to be fed up to dealing with these companies that sell in unethical ways. And so if I'm wanting to be on the side of selling like we're human, are there like foundational steps I need to do? Are there some mindsets that I need to embrace? How would I get started? Yeah, I really think, and this is part of the revolution of this rise in consciousness, I really think it starts with the inner work. In marketing and sales, I tell the story about this guy who is searching in the bushes, apparently looking for something. And so a passersby comes by and says, can I help you? What are you looking for? And he's like, well, I lost my keys. And so she gets on the ground and starts helping him to look but they don't find anything. So after five minutes, the lady, the passersby goes, well, are you sure you lost them here? And the guy's like, well, no, I lost them over there in the bushes. And she's like, well, why are we looking here? And he's like, well, that's where the light is. And so I'm telling this story because I feel like a lot of marketing and selling advice, a lot of entrepreneurs are looking for solutions, hacks, techniques, tools. And these are the easy fixes. This is where the light is. You know, it's like, let me find out how to generate more leads with a webinar. Step one, two, three, four, five. Where actually <laughs> it's the deeper inner work that we need to do in order to show up and be able to sell and market like we're human. Because we kind of lost touch with being human. It's interesting because I started to do these workshops and I call them workshops really because they are not just your typical webinar. So people are on the camera, we go into breakout rooms, but every time I'm like, oh my God, this is actually hard because people are not used to being human anymore. They're just used to show up, turn off their webcam and just consume, be spoon-fed information. And so that's part of this you know, story. It's like, well, are you just going to look for solutions where it's easy, where the light is, or are you going to start with your deeper inner work? And so a lot of the sales and marketing stuff I find starts with rumbling with yourself, who you are, what your limiting beliefs are about sales. And you mentioned this at the beginning, Jason, it's like, well, what kind of thoughts do we have about sales? And maybe do we shy away from them for certain reasons that have to do with our limiting beliefs? So I feel like it starts within first. If you had to maybe signal out an 80-20 of the types of beliefs that we have, where it comes from, and if there's anything we can do to kind of unearth it when it comes to sales block, is there one that comes to mind? I think it really has to do with this idea of the kind of persona we see as being coined as the typical salesperson. And I don't even want to go into the used car salesman, but in the online world, it's the 
sales guru. And unfortunately, they kind of have a bad reputation because they are very good at selling fluff, I, I call it. It's like, you know, oftentimes you see them on YouTube or whatever, these giant webinars, and what they're selling us is a dream and it's kind of a fluff, right? And so I think we've gotten used to thinking that that's what sales is about and that we have to sell in that way and there has to be a script and it has to do with a lot of doing. Again, I think it actually has more to do with being than doing. I love it. And it's so fun to hear it from your perspective because I speak on such similar topics and I see we're hitting the nail on the head. This is the message we need to repeat. And I'm hoping for everybody listening that you're seeing that this is a way of doing it and you don't need to step into that identity that Sarah speaks of that you might not associate with sales. It's really about being able to sell as who you are. And I wanted to maybe elaborate on that, Sarah. When we start thinking that we need to act a certain way or we need to be a certain way to be successful at selling, are there certain traits you suggest for us to work on? Do you see that there's certain approaches that are more effective than others? Or do you actually suggest people to just come as they are? I think there's certain things that would probably help you to work on. And one is the kind of this idea of the confidence, right? A lot of sales talk or typical sales book tell you that you have to really be confident in order to sell. And I think since I also speak to a lot of introverts and highly sensitive people, that is a thing that maybe they are struggling more with. What matters there, I think, is that you find that confidence in your self and in your offering before you think about any kind of sales confidence. To me, it's not about the sales confidence. It's about knowing your value and your worth before anything else. And so again, the worth is you are enough. And in the book, I have this anchor. I have different anchors throughout the book, but one I think I really want people to walk away with is you are worthy even if you don't make any sale ever again. I think that is such a key thing to understand that your personal human worth is not attached to any sales results. So I think once you understand that, then you can just really relax into being who you are and being confident. And yes, there's a certain things kind of the pragmatic left brain things you need to understand. You need to understand your offering. You need to understand your costs. You need to understand the intangible and the tangible value of your offer. So we're not just saying, oh, I'm just going to show up and, you know, everybody's going to love me. No, it's still very based in the left brain analytical things. But once you have that, then you can just really relax into a gentle sales conversation and trust that the people who show up in your, I coined this term, the serene garden. So that's where I want my clients to have these gentle sales conversations. That's where you can trust that the people who show up there, they want your best because they trust that you want their best. I love this idea of the serene garden because isn't it disappointing that most terms in sales are things like closing people right there. It's not even about like opening 
and solving. It's like closing. It's very like restrictive. I know in the online marketing world, I often take a jab of words such as like the tripwire offer, which basically means a landmine. Like what? Are you kidding? We're trying to help people and the words themselves are used military lingo, which is terrible. So I love that you're bringing this new definition. I also wanted to ask you, Sarah, because I know you came with a lot of the online marketing. You realized that there was a disconnect. You've adopted this gentle revolution in business to be able to do it from a more humane way. I'd love for you to share maybe some of the things that you do in your business now that are considered, whether they're a sales activity or a marketing activity, that you're doing with such a different, whether it's a format, energy, that is so much more effective and so much more aligned when you do it, that could inspire people on what are the things they could think about doing in their business as well. Mm, yeah, different things come to mind. Just to kind of also bounce off of what you said earlier, the importance of words. That is so key, I think, to pay attention to words and yeah, really be more aware of what kind of baggage these words have and say, you know, no more. I don't want these words on my website or in my email copy anymore. Just recently when I relaunched my website, this client mentioned, oh, you know, the word grab. I have a one-page marketing plan on my website. It said, grab your one-page marketing plan. She's like, you know, the energy in this word grab kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's like, oh my God, I have to grab it before it's gone. And it's so true, but it's such a word that I've used so much in marketing that you don't even pay attention to it anymore. So just changing grab to get is, you know, a simple thing that changes the energy of your wording. Other things that I'm doing, for example, I'm launching a program right now. And usually, you know, you have the three columns, this offer, medium offer, and then the VIP offer. And what I realized, I'm like, Actually, I would really rather than just having them buy these offers, I would actually like to have a conversation with these people. So not just getting them to buy and then knowing who they are once they are in the program. I'd like to take the time, slow down things and have a human conversation with people before getting them into the program. Yes, it will take more time, but it will also, I think, really show them that I want their best. And I will also tell them, look, maybe this program is not right now what you need. So just kind of slowing things down in order to speed up later and to be kind of the you brought this up earlier, will it reduce the number of sales? Maybe, maybe in the short term, but people who've had a conversation with me, I think they will refer that program to someone else in the future. So kind of building on that sustainable long-term approach. So those are kind of two ideas that come up right now. If I was gonna be someone that's really adapting and curious about this idea of selling like we're human, and I really wanna be able to go forward and have confidence that this is the right path to me, would you have a simple message for anybody listening that is curious about it and wanna take an action? Yeah, I think it starts with a permission slip and you get that for free on this podcast and from Jason and I to really say, look, I'm done with the old way of selling. We have permission to do it differently. We have permission to be brave and say, there is another way. And just because everybody else tells me that the old way is the only way that works, 
I no longer adhere to the old way. And so I'm going to do it differently. So that permission slip, I think that's where it starts. And then realizing with podcasts like yours, that you're not alone, that there is actually this movement towards a different way of doing business and selling. And I, and I totally believe that in a few years from now, it won't fly anymore, the old way of selling and pushing people. It just won't. And so, yeah, that action step is starting with the permission. And then if any of you know what we discussed about resonates, then yeah, have a look at the, I have a free first chapter of the Selling Like We're Human book that's on humane.marketing forward slash book two. So if you want to download that free first chapter, and then of course, read Jason's book as well. You know, I think that's the other beautiful thing about this new way of doing business is realizing that we're in this together and that there doesn't need to be this competition in business. I really feel like going forward, partnership, the P for partnership is a big one of my seven P's of humane marketing. Going forward, those are the businesses that are going to succeed. The ones that actually realize I don't need to do everything alone. I can reach out to people like you, Jason, who talk about similar projects and have the same mission. I couldn't agree more. There's even somebody that comes to mind. I believe his name is David Logan, who wrote about tribes. And he was speaking about the different levels that tribes can operate. And one of the highest levels is actually the level five tribes, where they said, your competition isn't the other businesses anymore. It's the problem you're trying to solve. And for me, I'm on a mission to create an army of enlightened salespeople that are truly caring about the impact they make. And for anybody who's supporting that mission is not a competitor they're an ally. And so for those of you listening, if you were inspired by this conversation, you're excited about this movement happening in sales, I will tell you, please go and discover more of Sarah's work. We're going to have a link to her book, Selling Like We're Human and Marketing Like We're Human, as well as the free first chapter that you can get a copy of will be in the bonus section within the show notes. We've talked everything around sales, how this new wave, this modern gentle revolution is happening, and it's going to happen whether we want it or not. And it's a beautiful thing that's happening. The old ways of marketing that are very aggressive, pushy, that leave a sour taste in our mouth is really what is leaving behind. And this is a good thing. And so if you want to be more effective in your business, you really care about the impact, you want to look at the long term, the methods and the discussions we've had today with Sarah are really the things that give you that permission slip, as Sarah said, to really be able to embrace this and do it in a better way that feels good, that feels right, and really nurtures clients that are going to be with you for a long time. Sarah, it was an absolute pleasure to be able to have a conversation with you. I'm so excited that the movement is getting momentum. And for those who are listening to this on the moment of release, unfortunately, my book isn't ready yet. So you can go ahead and buy Sarah's book because it's going to get you started on this journey of selling like we're human. It's a beautiful thing to do and you can get started right now. So look at the show notes. It's all there. And Sarah, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to turn the mics and have you on my podcast as well. That'll be happening soon. So you'll be able to actually go to Sarah's podcast as well. We'll put a link in the show notes for you to go and discover that. There's more episodes about sales, marketing, and all the good stuff for you to be able to do it like the gentle revolution is asking us to do. The humane way is going to be the best way and we're all going to be doing it. So thank you so much for listening. And Sarah, once again, thanks for being here. Thank you. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.